Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast, presented by 13 Fishing Canada. Make your own luck. We're here to scratch that angling itch and talk everything fishing. Join us as we sit down with special guests from across the industry. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon Cater and Logan Lewis. Welcome everyone to episode seven, bite number seven of the Weekend Warriors podcast. Uh, joined here by my co-host Brandon. How are you doing, Brandon? Doing pretty good. It's been uh, it's been a busy last couple of weeks. We've got some big announcements to make, and uh, you know, lots has been lots has been happening in the fishing world down in the states, and a few tournaments and stuff to touch on. And yeah, I don't know. No complaints on my end here. No, for sure. Even even though we. Don't have much fishing that we can do around here. I know some of the trout trout places are still open and whatnot, but still keeping busy around here. Some behind the scenes stuff with the the podcast that we're gonna get to here right away. But yeah, at least we get to watch some things going on in the states. What were you watching this weekend? Yeah, I tuned into that head to head the walleye tournament going on down there in the states. It was live on Facebook, and uh, I caught myself watching a little bit of it during my work throughout the day and it was honestly it was very entertaining i've tuned into a couple before but i haven't really paid too too close attention to you know the standings and etc like that i'll just tune in and kind of see what it's all about uh, but it was really entertaining i tuned into day four and five and uh, nick shirts he put on an absolute clinic on day five i think it was and uh you know seems like a really great guy maybe somebody we can have on the podcast here in the future uh, i think I think he had like over 75 pounds that day Wow, of walleye. So, I mean, that was a great day for him. So congratulations to Nick. And I mean, Max Wilson too. I don't know if you're familiar with who that is, but uh, he was really entertaining to watch. I mean, you can tell he was getting a little flustered. He's a competitive guy um, in a super small world too. So I have a roommate that lives with us and I was talking to his fiance, which is from Wisconsin. And, um, you know, I was talking about fishing and she's like oh yeah i went to high school with a guy that you know is into that fishing stuff and i said oh what's his name maybe you know maybe i've heard of it she's like max wilson i was like no way i was like i was just watching him live on facebook last week fishing a walleye tournament down there and uh sure enough she sends me a picture of i think it was like his 14th birthday party so i got to see a nice picture of young max wilson i don't even know the guy but uh, he had some (laughs) some sick flow back in the day but uh yeah what a small world that was anyways but uh super entertaining i know there's some like head-to-head uh correlations going on with like saskatchewan manitoba and ontario i think it's called the keystone um tournament um cycle so i think there's the three regions there so head-to-head's kind of expanding and allowing canadian anglers an opportunity to um possibly compete. fish in those large yeah to compete in those tournaments um those bigger ones down in the states so i don't know if you've heard of head-to-head walleye or head-to-head uh fishing um but uh i mean it was super entertaining so you know next time there's a tournament going on definitely check it out for a day or something uh so yeah like we mentioned there's been some some big things going on for us behind the scenes and brian has kind of been taking that bull by the horns and really getting some awesome stuff down there so maybe you want to want to tell the people what we've got going on yeah we have um a couple big announcements we've been waiting to share with all of you guys all of our listeners all of our followers on social media um 
you know, it's a big deal to us. We're super excited about these two new partnerships that we are about to announce. Um, we've been lucky enough to have been reached out to from the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Uh, so we have a partnership with them. And if you haven't heard of the Wildlife Federation, they are um, a great um, organization right here in Saskatchewan. They're a nonprofit, non-government, charitable organization. They have over 32,000 members. Uh, there's 125 branches across the province representing, you know, pretty much wildlife as a whole. Um, and a super cool stat I found was that per capita, uh, the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation is the largest wildlife conservation organization of its kind in the world. Per capita. Per capita. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's just a super cool organization. They have a lot, lots of things going on. Um, they're a big part of the fish hatchery here in Saskatchewan. So they have a lot to do with, um, you know, the stocking and, and our fisheries throughout the province, as well as they have their um, fisheries enhancement program, which is outstanding in itself. Um, you know, they have the, I guess it's called the uh, Fisheries Enhancement and Restoration um, Program in Saskatchewan. So it's, you know, creating funding and um, developing enhancements, I guess, throughout our fisheries, you know, fish passage restoration, stream restoration, uh, developing spawning beds, um, rearing ponds, maintaining trout ponds, getting angler ac access improvements done, um, installing and operating aeration systems, all kinds of cool things that uh, essentially take our fisheries, you know, above and beyond and make sure everything's running properly smoothly. And, and smoothly throughout the province. So people like us can enjoy everything that, um, you know, all of our resources right here in Saskatchewan. Yeah, exactly. So su super cool, um, super, super cool things that they have going on. Um, if you haven't yet, uh, I know you have one and I have one. Um, I've been getting my Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation membership for, I think this is my fifth, fifth or fourth year. But uh, I don't know, how long have you been getting yours there, Logan? Honestly, I think this was just my first year that I, yeah. that I can remember unless there was things when I was younger, but... I definitely, it's always something that I've always, I've always seen and whatnot. And especially me getting more into hunting this, this past fall as well. I think it's, it's something pretty cool that we've had the opportunity to partner up like, uh, with them and lots of behind the scenes stuff that they do for mainly I know of the fishery stuff, like lots of behind the scenes stuff they do for, for us anglers that people maybe don't, don't know about that really helps, like you said, make things run smoother and and whatnot so I, I some I'm very excited about uh, to be working with them and and kind of help grow what they already have going on because it's pretty successful absolutely and yeah I mean if you don't have uh, Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation membership definitely look into it you don't even have to be from Saskatchewan to get one we were talking to the uh, our contact there and they they have thousands of members that aren't even living in Saskatchewan that just want to be a part of the cause um, you know, with your membership, you get um, liability insurance and, you know, all kinds of different coverage, uh, U.S. liability coverage, um, Lyme disease coverage. You have access to the uh, Habitats Trust Lands. You get the Outdoor Canada West magazine, which is a fantastic magazine 
there's lots of great articles from companies and um, outdoor um, authors from across the province, etc. It's a fantastic magazine, definitely a huge bonus on that. And uh, you can enter in for some provincial records, etc., etc. And it comes at a cost of, I think it's like, depending on the branch, I think it's like 20 or $25 for a membership. So yeah. super affordable and uh, definitely a lot of benefits there. Yeah, actually, Dad and I, when since we haven't been fishing, obviously, with being the off-season, for most of us, um, me and Dad have been going out on hikes, doing a little bit of shed hunting. Um, no sheds yet, but we were out actually on some of the wildlife land. Uh, I think it was two week, not this weekend, but the weekend before that, and did a nice, I think it was 11-kilometer hike. So definitely lots nice. of nice, nice areas you can go and hike around to as well, even if that's just something you're into. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, definitely some big things happening. Uh, You know, we listed a lot of stuff there, but the Sask Wildlife Federation has a few more tricks up their sleeve. So definitely stay tuned to the podcast uh, and our social medias, as well as make sure you give uh, the Sask Wildlife Federation a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Um, We promise you there are some big things coming here for the province of Saskatchewan. Yeah, Yeah, some pretty exciting stuff. And then I guess... On to the second announcement. Yeah, did you want me to cover that one as well? Well, yeah, I guess I may as well. You've been dealing with lots of that stuff, so. Yeah, okay, so we're also extremely excited um, to add another partner to the podcast, uh, Blackfish Gear. Uh, it's They are teamed up with Clam Outdoors. They are an unbelievable outdoor apparel company. They offer rain gear, soft shells, uh, UPF, sun protective wear, uh, men's, women's, casual wear, all kinds of apparel for the outdoors that is going to keep you protected from the elements. And I mean, their tagline is because you can't choose the weather. And if that doesn't speak to Saskatchewanians, then I don't know what does because we have some of the most unpredictable weather in Canada. And, uh, I know myself and yourself, we're going to definitely be repping some blackfish gear and uh, it's it's definitely going to keep us uh, safe, warm, protected from all the elements and uh, obviously we're going to be looking pretty fashionable while doing that too. So, Yeah, for sure. I think that's one thing I'm looking forward to is that UPF where that sun can, can really beat down us here in the dead of summer and um, sun safety is a huge thing, especially for people who are spending a ton of time on the water. Uh, the way the sun reflects off the water and then just the direct sunlight as well. Uh, It's really important to take care of yourself there. And um, I've been wearing those kind of UPF stuff for for a while now, and it's definitely helped. I'm maybe a little bit more pale than I normally am after after summer fishing, but it's for the best, so. Yeah, and like like I said, in Saskatchewan, it could be pouring rain in the morning, and you're pulling out that rain suit, and in the afternoon, it could be plus 30, and, and you need to throw on that UPF protective gear and you know there's just so many variables that happen here in saskatchewan so it's always best to be protected and have the right stuff and and, i mean blackfish is known for the technology that goes into their products so i mean they have a cool charge technology thermal snare technology equidry technology and event technology Uh, those are all terms that i mean i wouldn't do it justice explaining (laughs) you can you can head on over to blackfishgear.com and uh check out all of their products and all of um the technology that's behind it so yeah and i guess now that 
you guys have been listening to us talk here for about 12 and a half minutes. We may as well uh, introduce who our guest is this week. You don't have to listen to me and Brandon talk to each other for a whole episode this week. Uh, we've got uh, the Lake Trout Whisperer himself, uh, catcher of Schmedium Lake Trout, uh, Justin Jenkin. Uh, it was a very fun interview. Awesome guy to talk to. <laughs> really entertaining. Just as entertaining as he is, as he is in his videos. And it was just a good time. We once again talked to him for about 50 minutes to an hour and then still talked for probably another 45 minutes after the 45 to an hour after the interview. So it was uh, definitely a good time. And, and I think you guys will enjoy listening to it. Yeah, I mean, Justin is a character uh, in a whole. I mean, I've been talking to him on Instagram back and forth a little bit here and there. And I mean, yeah, just from if you don't if you don't subscribe to his YouTube channel, you're missing out. He has some some pretty entertaining videos. He uh, likes to fish some big mama lake trout with some unique tactics. And uh, uh, his personality just shines. It really does. I mean, he's from Winnipeg initially, and uh, he's way up north in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, uh, you'll find out why in, in this episode. So, uh, here's a quick word from, uh, lucky bastard distillers out of Saskatoon and, uh, enjoy the show. Get ready to stand on guard for the prohibition is over. Saskatchewan ask lucky bastard today, how you can make Canada's ultimate Caesar true North and strong featuring lucky bastards, premium dill pickle vodka, LB's famous bacon rimmer and bacon bitters. It's not a Caesar. If it's not lucky bastard order online or stop by 814 47th street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? all right welcome back to another episode we have an exciting one for you guys we have justin jenkins of assorted meats fishing team uh, i don't know if you've seen him on youtube or not he has some pretty good videos i mean if you're into fishing that's great but his personality uh, on its own is something to watch how's it going justin <laughs> it's going good boys how about yourselves <laughs> not bad at all can't complain getting to do another episode here with someone that <laughs> kind of at the start of this thing we never thought that we'd be interviewing some of the people we are and then watching you on youtube and stuff and now now all of a sudden we're interviewing you so it's pretty cool awesome awesome i'm glad to be here yeah so uh basically let's just get into kind of who you are for those people that may not have seen your exotic youtube videos um (laughs) who are you where are you from and uh what do you do well i'm justin um, born and raised in Winnipeg. Um, I moved up to Baker Lake Nunavut maybe a year and a half ago or so now. Um, I got up into Nunavut because of my job. I work in healthcare and obviously the amazing fishing that comes with being in the north influenced my decision to come up here. And uh, here we are. I decided to start a YouTube channel just given the fairly exotic location that I'm in. I figured people might be interested in seeing a little little part of our country that a lot of people don't, most people don't get to experience, uh, being so remote and everything. And yeah, that's that's the deal. Been kicking it up here for a year and a half and trying to keep going and making videos and showing off this little hidden gem in our country. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like you said, not many people, even like you, any, you talk to anyone south of the border of us here and they've never even heard of of the territories and stuff up there but um 
I think even people in Canada alone don't eat like that seems to slip people's mind a lot, which is, which is too bad because it is amazing up there, but also a place that unless you're going up there, like you are for work, it's kind of a, a difficult trip to make. Is it not? Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's quite remote and the airline fees are just like outrageous. I think for a round trip from here probably cost between five and six grand, which is, cool. oh, wow. which is insane for traveling within our own country um so yeah it's it's it limits people coming up here but no yeah that's like, but yeah, a, it, that's like the cost of a fly-in fishing trip basically yeah yeah legitimately like you can fly to to europe and australia and things for for cheaper than that so <laughs> it's, it's yeah. outrageous so does that so does that kind of limit how much you're heading back home then and stuff like that yeah that that in the whole pandemic business um true it's uh but but there's there's loopholes to get around it like you can uh you can buy air miles and things like that to to get back and forth but it's not always a surefire thing but uh yeah, yeah for sure it's, uh, it's a challenge but but it's worth it the juice is worth the squeeze oh exactly <laughs> um i guess you uh you mentioned that you grew up you said in winnipeg correct yeah okay so obviously i i went and fished um Selkirk there for the very mm -hmm. first time this year and I can see now why you see it all over YouTube and basically lots of Manitoba all over YouTube but the fishing there is just incredible so is that kind of did you grow up fishing the red or was it was it other places yeah. around there yeah that's uh that's pretty much where it all began um not not so much Selkirk at first but the red that does flow down through Winnipeg um just fishing within the city that's kind of kind of where it all began catching just catfish off the shore and one thing led to another and uh yeah next thing you know moving away from where i was born and raised to chase bigger uh, bigger and better bites yeah for sure i guess that lots of people here like we've got we've got the river going through saskatoon and whatnot and and like the fishing the fishing can be really great there but i think if if you were to compare the two just the number of the diversity of species and stuff in the red and like when when we went it was You'd see a bite coming, but you you never knew what it was gonna be. Like it was that was, I think that was the coolest thing. It wasn't like oh, it's only gonna be a catfish or it's it's only gonna be a drum kind of thing. Like I thought that was probably the coolest thing is you you literally never know kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's 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 a great fishery. There's like two of the probably best fisheries for for catfish and uh, for channel cats and and walleyes in the red in Lake Winnipeg. It's uh, I think a lot of people from back home take it for granted, but for a, if you take a step back and look at it, it's just, it's like top notch. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were, I think the guy at uh, the smoking fish, I believe it's called in Selkirk. Yeah. It's my favorite um, store in the world. From, <laughs> like, they're awesome in there. He actually said he's from Shaunavan here in Saskatchewan, but um, oh, yeah. yeah, he was great in there. And he said we were about two weeks early for the walleye run, I guess. And we were mm. talking about how we couldn't believe how many boats there were in the river. And he said, that's nothing. Like once the walleye start running that, he said, you can pretty well walk across the boats in that river. So that's yeah. something I could only imagine, but yeah, yeah. It's, no, it that'd gets be, pretty busy, be but... crazy. Well, just the population too, like between Manitoba and Saskatchewan, like Saskatchewan's got such a small population. I think Winnipeg itself has like probably half the province, but like more. more yeah. I mean, I've never. <laughs> yeah i've never been to uh lake winnipeg but like did you were you fishing big green big mama greenbacks before you headed up north to none of it or 
Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's like it's not the go-to fishery for me. It's uh, it's kind of boring. It's just like a big sandy bowl, and you just move fish, move fish, move fish till you kind of to get into yeah. them. But but like, how can you not? For it being like forty-five minutes away from my front door back home, it's like it's tough to tough to turn down those opportunities. Um, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, yeah. So I guess, um, I guess with you mentioned, you started a YouTube channel. If we can rewind way back, um, with the Manitoba boys there, with the, you got Aaron from uncut and then you got Jay who I guess used to film for, for Aaron. Did you know those guys before the YouTube and stuff like that? Or. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. It goes way back how I met, uh, Aaron and Jay. Um, back when I was, like I mentioned, fishing the shores of Red River in, within the city of Winnipeg, um, I joined up on a fishing forum, the local Manitoba fishing boards and being the dumb, I think I was probably like 14 years old or something like that. Being the dumb kid, I was asking all sorts of stupid, ridiculous questions, just trying to sponge in as much info as I can. So Aaron... Uh, who I did not know at all at the time, shot me a little private message instead and said, uh, instead of asking all these dumb questions, why don't I just come take you out fishing? <laughs> so, so as a 14-year-old young man, I brought the, the topic up with my parents and they had no no qualms about me going out fishing with the strange man from the internet. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so Aaron came to my parents' house to pick me up and... First met him with his hands on my front kitchen window, staring in, and <laughs> and uh, the rest was history. Yeah. So Aaron and I go back quite a few years now, and wow. Jay met him as well through the fishing fishing boards, and like so many of my like lifelong friends, met through the internet and through fishing forums and later Facebook and things. It's it's pretty amazing Crazy. the things you can do and learn and, and who you can meet through the internet. It's, uh, it's unreal. It's changed yeah. the fishing world for sure. Well, exactly. That's like, that's how me and Brandon met was on Instagram, just through DMS there. And that's how lots of the people I fish with, I've that's, you kind of talk back and forth and then eventually it's like, Oh, well, we should go out fishing sometime. And then all of a sudden you're fishing with them every weekend or, or now like this, we're doing a podcast kind of thing. We talk pretty well every day about something to deal with the podcast or fishing and stuff like that. So sometimes just that, yeah. that one message, like you said, can, it can change things totally. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have, I have friends in the fishing world that I consider like buddies, but I've never met them. Like you know, <laughs> talk to them on the yep. phone, talk to them on FaceTime and stuff, but I've never physically seen who they are. It's wild. Yeah, Crazy. For sure. And now, now you're so remote. It's pretty hard to like go hang out with a buddy if they're not up there yeah exactly exactly and there's it kind of sucks this whole pandemic thing because a lot of people were were planning on coming up and coming fishing but just there's no travel into nunavut non-essential travel so these plans are all yeah. put on hold but yeah so uh did you like have anything to do with any of like the recording like any like video recording for uncut angling or anything like that back in the day or you just kind of hopped in a couple of videos i think i remember it might even be on Jay's channel, like an early video. I just remember seeing uh, uh, some long ginger hair in one video. I'm pretty sure it's you. <laughs> that I, I, sound I think like it me. was you. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I had nothing to do with with all that stuff. Um, just kind of did my little cameos and helped out if ever they needed a, a long-haired ginger to come and do some personality in front of the camera. So. <laughs> but uh, but that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked the whole process of helping them out and doing it. So I thought might as well try it out for myself. And it's been good. Yeah, I've been enjoying that. it quite a bit. So, yeah, it's definitely took it. Sorry, no, <laughs> sorry, go Brad, ahead. Definitely, definitely took everyone by storm. Like I remember you and you, because did you did you start just uploading a couple and then kind of like teetered off a bit on on the uploads and then just just as of recently kind of started really pumping the videos out. Yeah, I think I I think I made like my very first video when I first found out that I was going to be going up here to work. Um, initially, I was just planning to go from place to place, like community to community. Uh, and um, so the plan was to go to a community, make a video, go to the next community, make a video. But I did, I think, two two videos in two different communities. Then I came here to Baker Lake, where I'm at now, and decided to settle down. Um, just limited, right, with, with how much you can do going from place to place. Here, now that I set down my roots, I guess you'd say, I got a boat and got uh, a snowmobile, got an ATV. So now I can really start diving into it and and getting getting a little more serious about it um so yeah i did i did a couple videos last winter as well um i don't know like last winter was a little bit more of like an exploration kind of situation it's like a whole different world up here fishing as compared to what it's like back home and going and setting up all the camera gear and and everything like that really slows down the process so i did a couple decided I'm going to spend more time just kind of figuring things out and come this winter, I decided it's time to really start pumping them out and grinding it out and making videos. And yeah. So since this November has been a little more serious with the, yeah, the quantity. Sure. Of and, videos. and with the pandemic too, right? There's so many more people at the beginning of the pandemic, especially when everybody was in lockdown, you know, just sitting back at home, stuck doing nothing, just, absorbing take you know taking in videos you know checking this social media checking that social media you know just absorbing so much so i mean it was a really good time for you to like really sit back and pump stuff out like no better time probably like what other time 100%. in our lifetimes will there be will there be everybody sitting at home pretty much killing time with whatever sort of media they can and with youtube like allowing people to put themselves out there to everybody basically it's just like the perfect recipe. Exactly. And like some of the craziest like scenarios too, like some of your videos, like it's minus 50 or mine. I mean, we had some of those temperatures here too this year, but like just brutally cold temperatures, but you're out there bearing the weather. I think the one video, what did you have? You had two auger bits and like, like how yeah. thick does the ice get up there? Last year on some of the smaller lakes that froze up, like before the bigger waters that I mostly fish, um, like seven and a half feet of ice. Um, right now, right now it's like six, six and a half or so. Um, still quite a bit below zero. I think today was actually a bit warmer of a day, 10 below. Um, so it's going to get a little thicker yet, but yeah, I think I'm thinking about seven feet. It'll be at the end of this year. So yeah, just that in itself. I mean, the amount of work that you have to go through just to drill a hole to wet a line to make a <laughs> it's video. Awful. It's awful. You know what I mean? Like it's awful. <laughs> you're cut. You're cutting 
two or three of our holes in yeah. you know in one hole. So I With mean, the when we're out there, too. yeah, when we're out there pumping fifty or hundred holes, you're out there still probably on your fuck on your sixth hole. <laughs> Six? I don't know about that. It's like you have to take two or three breaks per hole. It's it's uh, it's awful. Um, so I guess that's one of the one of the nice trade offs, right? Is I guess how many are you if you're going out and it's a slower day? How many do you think you're drilling in total? As few as possible. Like uh, <laughs> you know, usually usually one for the uh, the transducer because you need to have you can't have it in the same hole with such a thick thickness of ice um so three usually if i can get away with it i try not to move too much once i get set up and uh i mean i've done it but but uh yeah three maybe six holes if i move once so do you do you have to buy an extra long transducer cord no like i I mean it probably would be better but it it still reads pretty good um okay just make sure the transducer is kind of centered in the hole and the beam seems to be okay. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I that's, know some I guys even, that was kind of, so some guys even like, like in normalized conditions, they'll float their transducer. I know Aaron's talked about it quite a few times in his videos, how uh, he keeps his transducer cranked way up like at all times. Um, oh, okay. And, and not below the ice. I guess he doesn't see much benefit. I guess he'd have to speak more on that, but uh yeah, still works. Still gets the job done. Yeah, no, exactly. I, like the and the other thing too that I couldn't get over in lots of your videos is how much bait you're finding. Like the the bait clouds that you're running into there while you are fishing is just it's crazy how much it's down there. Yeah, it's it's pretty unbelievable that uh, the one spot that I fish there it's actually the spot that's like ten minutes away from my place. There's like a kilometer long stretch of shoreline that has like just nonstop thick bait, and they're all like eight to 12 inch Cisco's it's like unbelievable. Okay. Perfect. So I guess, yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) 10 minutes Um, from home. Like, (laughs) but at the same time too, you figure those fit those, uh, the two to five pound lake trout are eating those Cisco's. So if you extrapolate that out to a 50 pounder, what is a 50 pounder eating? You know, it's, uh, I almost wonder if those super big ones are chasing different forage because, those little dinks are crushing like i've caught three four pounders that have had two 10 12 inch ciscos in their gut at once it's, and still biting biting baits wow no is there much for burbot up there not in the big lake that i fish like i've heard of people catching some in nets and and very infrequently but uh some of the smaller lakes definitely have burbot okay i was wondering if that's maybe I haven't done much on yeah, and it could be too, for sure. Um, but yeah, I haven't done much looking around for them. It's so hard to okay. want to fish for other species. Like people are asking me, is there any other species to go fishing for? It's like, yeah, maybe I could go catch some 12-inch graylings or a 20-inch whitefish, but like I could also go catch like a 30 or 40-pound lake trout. So <laughs> Yeah, a, that might be some foreshadowing for a Q&A make. later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, big lake trout, Let's get on the topic of what is your biggest lake trout? Because, I mean, just scrolling through your Instagram, I mean, obviously, like, in your videos, you catch some big lake trout. But what is kind of what's your what's your PB and, uh, yeah, open water and ice fishing? Um, PB open water was caught in a community in Nunavut north of Baker Lake 
ooh, I don't know, quite a bit. Um, northwest, kind of closer towards NWT. Um, caught from shore. Uh, it was 46 wow. inches long with a 25 and a half inch girth. And it was just unbelievable. Um, it was at like from midnight. Shore. It was from shore, yeah. Midnight in 24-7 sunlight. And I broke my PB just before that one. I think it was a 41 and a half inch Laker. 30 minutes later, caught the 46. It was just like life altering 30 minutes of fishing. Yeah. Well, that's pretty crazy too with the 24 hour sunlight in there as well. Oh, it's it's well, awesome. Just, yeah. That's just a cra- That's a crazy concept. Like just to like, to grasp that 24 seven sunlight. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't sleep. Yeah, I didn't. It was weird. I, I took a week <laughs> off after one of my work contracts and I uh, stayed at a little shack on the land there and just didn't even follow the time. I just fished until I couldn't fish anymore and slept till I couldn't sleep anymore. Or, so I woke <laughs> up and then I went back out fishing and did it all over again. Bought a little ATV for like 550 bucks and just ripped around the area fishing for for a week-long binge. Man, five hundred and fifty bucks doesn't get you much nowadays down here. No, it definitely <laughs> wasn't much. There's, uh, I think, more yeah. duct tape than plastic on it. But yeah, you could probably sell that during COVID right now for like four grand. No doubt, eh? Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I guess if we, uh, yeah, if we just rewind a little bit, you mentioned being in healthcare. So is was that kind of always your not necessarily plan, but something you thought about, like maybe once I do finish my schooling for this, I'll, I'll move up there and, and kind of take advantage of that opportunity. Or did, was this kind of just like a split decision? I'm going to go do it kind of thing. Yeah, no, not really. Like it wasn't, wasn't really in the plans. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have a plan with it to be honest, but my last workplace was actually in Selkirk and, uh, and I was exposed to the Inuit culture there. The hospital I worked at has a, contract where a lot of Inuit people go down for healthcare and got to see and talk to people from up here and I thought like wow that sounds like the dream so I decided to just pack it all up and change my life and come up here and see what it's all about and it's been it's been awesome that's pretty crazy so is is there is it kind of like that's where you're going to be or is there like a set plan for coming back or anything I don't know. I'm not really good at making plans, you know. I'm uh, <laughs> kind of live by the seat of my pants kind of guy. Um, I mean, you're I mean, really for the podcast it. today. I, I would that? never had guessed. <laughs> I said you're early guessed. for the podcast today. <laughs> the first time I've ever been early in my life, and it was by accident because you uh, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewanians, is that what you guys go by? You guys don't participate yeah, in Saskatchewanians. Saskatchewanians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, you you had message. You're like, yeah, I think I'm dialed in, and I'm, I'm like, oh, hi. But, but I guess he's really eager to make sure everything's working like an hour ahead of time. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, okay, well, come like, got an hour. I'll see you in an hour. Oh man, yeah. I forgot you guys aren't on the same time. Yeah, I think you guys are like yeah, the only place in the whole world there. that doesn't uh, that doesn't do the daylight savings. Well, we'll take it. What, we'll take the yeah. title. <laughs> it's smart though. It's smart. I wish everywhere was like that. Yeah, it's well, we not don't have using for us. We don't we have, have to change. Twenty four hours of sunlight either. So that is true. Yeah. Do you get yeah? Daylight, do you get total daylight darkness time as well? Anything. Not not total darkness. Um, in the winter, some of the earlier videos in like November, December, we're getting like maybe four hours of daylight. 
Um, the farther north you go, though, the less daylight in the winter you get and the more daylight you get in the summer. Um, right. So where I was up in Cambridge Bay, way north, it was like noon for like a month. The sun would just kind of like do little <laughs> circles above your head. Here here at the, the longest daylight, like it fades like this. It still gets a little darker in the night, but it's fishable daylight 24-7. Wow. So <laughs> got some plans to do some pretty wild things. Once that happens, do some camping out on the ice. And there's some spots that are a good trek away from here that have some monstrous fish I've seen last year. And uh, it's just so so far away. And it's prime like grizzly bear and wolf territory. So I'm going to save yeah. that till it's like prime time to fish. And so I didn't even think about that. Um, what, what are your seasons like? And then I guess, uh, <coughs> I guess you probably still have you're gonna have ice for a while still right yeah yeah i'll probably be i think last year i was ice fishing the 20th of june was the last time i went out um yeah it's it's crazy um and i was also like i could also shore fish on the big lake at that time too but there were some lakes smaller stuff that uh, that were still frozen over so i'm hoping to be done ice fishing by second week of june ish and uh in the boat shortly thereafter oh that's crazy we put our boat lifts in may long weekend and the water's or the ice <laughs> has been off for a bit down here <laughs> that's wild yeah that's yeah wild. like the yeah. open water open water open water seasons may uh may 5th yeah, yeah. like we've so... ice fished open season but like start of the season a couple years ago but generally that's not the case usually at least down south here on on buffalo pound that i that i kind of fished right in, at the start of the season it's usually off sometime in april and you're able to put the boat in opening day but yeah no that's crazy to think about that you're still should still be ice fishing into june yeah yeah and uh fall time i think i think this year first day i was out on the ice was uh, mid-october so it's a long ice season and a short boating season but sweet that's absolutely insane so i guess yeah, that, that kind of lead into our next thing here like like you said you um, you got the boat, you got the sled, like how, how different is the fishing up there? Like, like you said, the trips to get up there is expensive as can be kind of thing. And then like, so does that make the sleds as expensive? And I mean, you got a quad for 550 bucks, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a banged up old rig. Um, yeah. there, it is more like you have to pay the freight and stuff like that, but, uh, but it's, it's okay. It's not like super inflated. You're just basically paying the cost of cargo and and whatnot so it's it's decent okay yeah because that like i mean i couldn't like things are already as expensive as they are down here but i guess there's there's quite a bit of demand too um but i guess those things are kind of a necessity up there right for for lots especially without the sled doubt. probably eh? without a doubt yeah more people have atvs and snowmobiles that they use for their for their uh daily commuter um than they do vehicles like cars and trucks and stuff well, it's not a bad way. That'd be a fun way to, to go around town. Matt, honestly, it, it like it's like heartwarming to know that like I can take my snowmobile to work. It's just such a cool thing. And then just rip off yeah. after work and go out on the lake. In 10 minutes, I'll be fishing. Well, maybe like an hour after I drill the holes. But I'll get to the spot in 10 yeah. minutes after work and, <laughs> and be fishing. Yeah, that, take, that's cool. this thing. Take, dog's trying to hop up here again. <laughs> Back it up, boy. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> I'm in your YouTube videos. I should be in this podcast too. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. 
I think he thinks it's his show in his house and he runs it, but where question for you, where did the name assorted meats fishing team come from? I knew that one was going to come up. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a, I, I was on your website the other day and I was looking, I was thinking about purchasing a pair of boxers. And <laughs> I was getting I was the wiener thinking... gitchies. <laughs> You'd be the and second. Was there was about... one dude that bought him. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Hmm, this is, this is a great concept. It, it definitely goes <laughs> with the assorted meats name, but where, yeah, where did yeah. the assorted meats fishing team, where did that whole idea come from? Well, that you'd have to go back to not long after I met Aaron, I guess that little era there, uh, just early <laughs> into high school. I met Knocking my on your good buddy. Yeah, 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 peeping in more like. Um, but I met my good buddy named Mike Hazel. Shout out Mike Hazel. Uh, him and I, we both just met in high school. Both came to the conclusion that we like fishing, and uh, yeah, just been been good buds ever since. Um, the name Assorted Meats came down to a little, I guess, lack of ability to make a decision. One day, we couldn't really figure out which one of us was more of a meathead for some reason. I think one of us called each other a meathead, and we could, we just kind of back and forth with it. So a couple years after of, of trying to dispute the fact who it was, uh, we decided to watch a UFC event, have a couple of adult beverages, and uh, afterwards settle the score once for all and had a little wrestling match in the backyard for the title of Meathead, which I won. I, uh, I won the wrestling <laughs> match, and I guess the following day, once we kind of reviewed our decision-making process that night, we decided that we're all pretty much Meatheads. So the Assorted Meats fishing team kind of just stuck <laughs> after that, and it's just something we've hung on to for a long time. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> what what did you win for winning that wrestling match a, a pair of uh wiener gitchies i won absolutely nothing i still he still think he still calls me meathead so apparently it was absolutely a waste of time <laughs> but he knows he knows well, deep down inside into. who won that match <laughs> exactly yeah, well was exactly. it hang on hang on was was this was this a full body wrestling match or was this a leg wrestling match oh full body nothing but full body <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome it's kind of funny how names come to be and that's probably the best yeah. one i've heard so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah just silliness Sweet. okay so, so with your youtube channel like obviously with this last year uh with the pandemic um you know people taking in youtube a little bit more often uh you pumping out videos um and not just any kind of fishing videos. I mean, your videos, you have some unique videos. Where where do some of uh, the ideas kind of blossom from or or where when are you kind of like, "Okay, this is an idea. I need to I need to make a video on this or just for <laughs> reference, like the the tampon one. Let let's let's just say the lake trail cut on a tampon. Where 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 do you get those <laughs> ideas and <laughs> when are those like, "Okay, I'm doing a video on this." <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really good question. There's a lot of thing that goes on, a lot of things that go on between these years that even I can't explain. Um, <laughs> but honestly, the inspiration from that that one came from I posted up a picture of some some uh, tube jigs that I got. You send it outdoors tubes. It was a white yeah. tube with little red tentacles on the inside, kind of like the uh, those little striking bleeding bait tubes if you've ever seen them. So I posted a picture okay. of those, showing them off on the on the Instagram, and people said it looked like a tampon. 
So I guess that got the little hamster running in his wheel, and I thought, let's see if I can actually catch a lake trout on the camp one. And uh, yeah, I guess it kind of worked. But to be fair, like a lot of that inspiration, like the whole concept of fishing with ridiculous things, like you got to give credit to the goat, Aaron Weave. He's he's the one that started all that ridiculousness, fishing with a YouTube play button and a several thousand dollar gold coin, like and his own hair, several ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his own hair and a musky spinner. He's, he's done some wild things, that guy. And uh, there's no doubt he's kind of like paved the way for the YouTube fishing game. And and yeah. I guess, yeah, you also had the cutout of Aaron in one of the videos. Yeah. And then you also had you also had that uh, buffet of different kinds of meat kind of going with your name there for the for the Lakers as well. Yeah, the assorted meats platter. Yeah. <laughs> So is it like, it, do you have, like, is there difficult days up there fishing or is it pretty like in comparison to back home? What's, what's the, like the action, like kind of thing? It depends. Um, when you get into the dog days of winter, which kind of are just, we're just getting past now. It was, it was brutal. Um, I took a week of holidays and, and like, it was just awful. Like I would say it's weird because February was great, which back home February is like, the armpit of the winter but march was just just absolutely terrible like i don't think i caught more than a couple fish each time i went out um so i mean aside from that it's usually pretty wild like lots and lots and lots of lake trout but uh but yeah that winter's tough i'm super glad that we're past that now that was that was painful <laughs> yeah yeah, how how many rods have you snapped? I've seen quite a few in the in the videos, but like obviously with the like size today of the or... there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um a couple. Like I broke a couple rods before. Um I think I broke I just broke one this season though. Um but over the course of the lifetime, okay. I don't think I can even count that high. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, the power. The, just... Those ag- aggressive hook sets, you know, you're bound to break a rod or two. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. You got well. I've, that's what I've learned, especially ice fishing for the Lakers. You really got to lay into them, and then you add in ice fishing, and then you add in the sides of the Lakers that you have there too. The the power you need behind that hook set is pretty crazy. It's a it's a dangerous game. It's exhilarating. <laughs> yeah. Did you have uh, anything else before we hopped into the into the Q and A, Brandon? Uh, not really. I mean, most of most of what I was curious about has been answered. Cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, we have about six questions here for you in the Q&A. Right on. Okay. Well, I mean, one has been answered uh, is how did you meet Jay Siemens? So that's kind of been <laughs> answered. That's, you know, <laughs> through fishing forums and uh, just being a quirky little teenager. Yeah, yeah, pretty well. We've uh, gone on a couple of fishing trips when we were kids and the rest was history. There you go. Okay. Well, I will jump into the next one. Um, okay. You answered the one. Uh, what is your biggest lake trout? Uh, but what is your biggest pike and walleye? Hmm. Biggest. If you, if you, if you even fish those species. <laughs> um, actually the first fish I ever caught was a pike. And ever since then, I've kind of not really cared too much for them, but, uh, you know, they're, they're <laughs> pike are okay. It's just like a diet muskie. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've ever caught, like, I don't know if I've ever fished for pike and caught one that I've been, like, super stoked about. 
it's something that I've wanted to fish a little more in the in the winter and spring, but pike are a long way yeah. from here, so it's not going to happen anytime soon. But I would say probably like low low forties, I would think, but that's not confirmed. So so is there not like uh, lots of the like I don't know the exact places where obviously species are and stuff, but you're saying there's not much for pike around you? No, they call them northern pike, but they don't come this far north. Um, oh, it seems like it seems kind of like pike chill around the tree line and uh if you don't know up here in Nunavut there's no trees um so you can go to the east I think there's a lake like maybe 300 400 kilometers east that has pike um and I don't know maybe like 600 kilometers south if I'm not mistaken okay. and there's pike but just not around here okay so this might be a, a dumb question leading up to that but so is it what's it like for walleye like nothing there as well no Nothing. No, okay. southern, I kind of assumed walleye wouldn't be, but yeah, like in, in southern parts of Nunavut, there's some walleyes and again to the east, but uh, yeah, up here, up here, no walleyes. It's pretty, it's like the conditions are pretty rough, like the, yeah. the climate, a lot of fish just can't hack it. So I guess yeah, like obviously with you, you target the Lakers mostly, but what say you could target anything you wanted. What are, what are your choices up there? Like in a vicinity? Um, yeah, within the vicinity, in the winter, it's kind of tough because a lot of the species around here hibernate. Like, there's Arctic char, but they basically stay dormant all winter long. Um, the ones that are connected to waters that reach the sea, anyways. I know there's some landlocked char and stuff in certain places in the world that will bite all winter, but any char that are connected to waters that connect to the ocean just sit dormant all winter, which is wild, but... Uh, but yeah, there's char outside of winter time. They should be picking up in I don't know maybe a month or so, which I do plan to get some videos filmed of ice fishing for char. Um, there's graylings. They also are dormant pretty well all winter. I think they just kind of hide in the deep holes in the rivers and stuff, and not really targetable. Besides from that, I guess it's like ciscos and whitefish, and and that's pretty well the spectrum of species that can be caught up here. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah i always just think yeah, it's like wild. when you think at least when i'm thinking of those places like anywhere basically north of your your line there into the territories and stuff i always just think like oh there's probably so many species so many different things and they're all huge and and stuff like that from what you see from lots of the lodges and and stuff like that up up in those areas but i i never really thought about how little diversity there might be in some of the places as well too with how like like you said how how crazy the conditions and stuff are up there as well Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. So that just kind of goes to show, like, the population of lake trout that's probably in these lakes is it's probably like nuts. There's probably like it's mostly lake trout because lake trout are basically the predators, and everything else is the prey, really. Yeah. So I guess hmm. um, I'll get one here. It's from Andy Hunter Fishing. Um, we kind of talked about what it's like to to get there to to get up to where you are and and how like the prices and some things aren't too bad but when it comes to tackle um what's that like are you pretty well ordering everything online or is there some local tackle shops and stuff like that yeah it's everything is ordered um there's like there's like three stores here two grocery stores and one like little convenience store they have a little section for fishing which has like a couple lures and some line and stuff but not not very much at all um, so yeah, it's, I'm ordering everything online. 
Okay. Like aside and from the essentials the and like food and stuff, everything yeah. everything gets ordered. Okay, so then I guess a follow up to that is what uh, what are you looking at for shipping times? Depends. Um, with this pandemic, it's been so much longer, which is painful. I'm like immediate immediate gratification generation. Like, you know, I I need it now, <laughs> and I don't plan ahead yeah. very well. So sometimes that kind of turns around and bites me. But um, but usually I'd say two weeks is probably standard. Sometimes a little longer. You'll get the odd thing okay. that shows up in a week and it's like mind blowing, but I'd say two weeks is probably the average. That's not even, that's not actually too terrible. All, all things considered, like obviously we can get things, we can order it on a Thursday and get it on like a, a Tuesday kind of thing. But um, mm-hmm. like for where you are and, and stuff like that, that's actually not bad, but also yeah. it is nice. Like you said, instant gratification when you can basically order it and sometimes show up in a couple days. No doubt. Why, you don't have that. Yeah, I was just going to say you don't have an Amazon Prime account. <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. No two-day guarantee? <laughs> no, no. No. Okay, uh, on to the next. I don't know. You kind of touched on some Arctic char here, but I don't know. This is from BK Mekar. Oh. Why aren't you targeting... Brendan Malley. <laughs> why aren't you... <laughs> He's char daddy. Why aren't... Is he char- okay? Is that what is it? BKM Char? That's his. That's yeah. his. Is uh, okay. Why are you targeting fish, fish biologist? He. I already know oh, what this he? question is. Why aren't you targeting Char? Yeah. Always. Only. He doesn't have no love for Lake Trout. He's a snob. He's a bi- He's a fish yeah. biologist. He's my boy. He's actually one of the guys I was talking about. How I have buddies in the fishing world that I've never met face to face. Like I've probably spent yeah. more hours talking to this guy than a lot of people. Um, yeah. and I've never met him in real life and I've known him for years and, and he's like the guy that gave me all my intel for, for char fishing and, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, why don't I fish for char? Um, because they don't bite in the winter, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you he, told he, him that already. He put a, <laughs> well, I have. He, knows. <laughs> he put a PS he'll understand with a winky face. <laughs> Of course he did. He's the one that yeah. taught me everything I know about Char. He's just being cheeky, that boy. <laughs> cheeky uh, Char guy. Yeah. Cheeky Char oh, guy. He should one. change his Instagram handle. <laughs> um, so uh, we've got another one here from uh, from Zach Brown. He asks if... Not the band. Not the band again. <laughs> this is the second episode even, in a row. This Zach Brown asking. is bigger than that Zach Brown. <laughs> yeah. But do you know him as well? Uh, just just like seen him on on the uh social oh, okay. medias and things he's a big deal okay Lake Trout and pike angler <laughs> okay so he he says you're only allowed one lure to fish for lake trout for the rest of your life what are you using and why um if i were to tampon 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 yeah <laughs> uh, that might be my second choice um but i think it, it would have to be white too the white tube just seems to get it done when all else fails. It's just the deal. Um, I don't know what it is about the you, tube. It's got that nice little motion, but uh, it just it just seems to be the go-to. White so tube that... over glow tube? Yeah. I know, I'm not a glow guy. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. I've tried it out. I've played around with it. I just It's just, you know, you have your confidence baits and your baits that you have no love for. I do like glow better than chartreuse. Um, Uh-oh. But. I hate chartreuse, despite the color of this hat. (laughs) 
I was just gonna say it. So don't. Why do you have one of those hats, or why do you pick one of those hats for your merch? Well, I don't use these hats to catch lake trout. To be fair, uh, it just true. looks you know practical and stylish. There we go. Actually, Brian, we had uh, we've had two more questions come in live here as we have been recording. I don't know if you saw those or not. Late breaking. Oh, we, yeah, I, ch- I chucked yeah. up another story. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, what was your first favorite lure? The one that really got you into fishing. That's from Andy Hunter. I don't know. You you can take that into another way too. Like, I don't know if it was your first lure or maybe what what was your first fishing moment that like you're like okay i'm hooked like yeah well that's kind of two different questions and i think i can i could well yeah i can answer both of them i suppose i mean i uh, i've always loved fishing like even as a kid i've been like you know the kid that was out at the lake walking up and down the ditches looking for what kind of little creatures were swimming around in the water um, but I think the moment that really like got me like nuts for fishing was the uh, first time I ever hooked a big channel cat out uh, on the dock from the shore and seeing that big mammoth channel cat surface. It was just like life altering, you know, it was like so effing big yeah. and just like, like took my breath away. And it's just like, wow, I need to, I need to do this all the time. Um, so yeah, that, that moment is the one that I think sticks out the most. Um, in terms of lure, I think, I think the lure that made me kind of just like kind of open my eyes to lures more was the first time I ever used like a Rapala crankbait. I think it was a shad wrap, just like feeling that motion. It kind of just like, it kind of like turned on a light bulb. I was just a kid, maybe like, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. And it's just like realizing that there's so much more to fishing and using lures than just casting out this little twister tail or spoon and, you know, having this bait that's doing so much down there and making, making a lot of noise, you know? Sweet. And then there's so many different freaking lures. Shatter up? Oh, it's, yeah, I'd say shatter up. And yeah, so many lures, it's like overwhelming. It's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Yes. So well, many lures, so, so many different techniques, so many different variables in every aspect of fishing. Well, that's the thing with the red out. too, is it's kind of, it seems like you you can catch everything in there with a pickle rig too, so you don't even have to really get into the lures yeah, <laughs> as, yeah, exactly. as much as like, you do in other places. Yeah, like I think you're better off in the red for pretty well every single species using a pickle rig and bait than you are with, you know, trying to cast lures or troll lures and stuff. You, you don't Although troll for these... the big channel cats in there? Oh, no, definitely not channel cats, no. So I know some guys <laughs> will troll cranks for walleyes and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess uh, spoons and stuff and rattle baits for, for walleyes nowadays are a big deal, but, but yeah, the, the old jigging minnow or jigging pickerel rig in the summer, is it seems to get it done. I don't use them personally, yeah, of course, sure. but... Uh, other people no <laughs> yeah Chuck out a pickerel rig for a lake trout <laughs> oh there's a content idea right there it would work for sure 50 50 pound lake trout on her pickerel rig a pickerel probably rig just get up tangled up in the hooks and get <laughs> yeah yeah um so i guess another one here that came in live was from mr luran i'm sorry if i if i said that wrong um 
looks like he fishes the chain lakes around here, but he says, uh, what is his job up there before becoming a full-time YouTuber? So obviously we talked about what you do for a job, but I, I like, I like that one. Uh, yeah, well, my, my official title is mental health nurse. So I work with, uh, people within the community with mental health issues and yeah, uh, and so, so not a right full time YouTuber. That's what I've been yet. doing forever. <laughs> not, not yet, no. Yeah. Especially not lately. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's been blizzards four weekends in a row now, so I haven't really been able to get out much. But tides are turning, starting to get nice. Going to be going on them binges now. It's not a whole lot different uh, out this direction. I mean, I think Saturday. Saturday was like plus 16 or plus 17. And then Sunday was like, we got like three feet of snow or two feet of snow. Like it was just it's wild. It's wild. A light switch. I'm like, yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we were like eight or nine Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not a meteorologist or anything, but like, how does that happen? I just, the climate in, in Canada sometimes is just like, it's ridiculous. I think I think, I think we so, Saskatchewanians take pride in that. That's just Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. I think our climates are pretty close. Not here, but in Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Yeah, we both we're both kind of in that little armpit of Canada. <laughs> yeah, for armpit. sure. So I yeah. guess Brandon, did you did you want to take this last one here to kind of finish things off? Ah, uh, which was the last one? Um, I guess, all right. I guess I can ask it. Um, you can take her. <laughs> what it what it what are kind of your goals with fishing like obviously we all like to to catch fish and stuff but is there something something i guess bigger than just going out there and catching lake trout kind of thing yeah you know fishing is never something that i've really set goals for other than like the you know run of the mill catch a fish x size kind of situation but i don't know with this with this youtube thing it's just kind of rejuvenated my love for fishing like i just really just want to keep going and and doing this and being an idiot on camera making people laugh making different entertaining content it's it's uh gets me out of bed in the morning nowadays so i guess yeah to answer your question just keep grinding it out and keep keep making this content because i'm loving it and i'm glad people seem to be enjoying it too yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is your your personality for sure. It's like we I was telling Brandon before you hopped before you got in the call here that uh when we were making deer sausage, me and some buddies this I think what was it? Must have been in December sometime. I feel like. But anyways, we were making that and we just went on the on the computer and uh I was like, Oh, you check out this lake trout fishing video and it was one of yours and then we were making sausage for the next like six hours, and all we did your videos just once one finished, the next one started, and the next one started, and it just kept going like that. I think we watched every I video that you put up to that point, but yeah. that bought, awesome. it bought, that bought awesome. them groceries it. that week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bought that ad revenue. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. I love it. But yeah, no, I think we're entertaining. Ca- cap the q a at that uh there's nothing too crazy uh no deep dark secrets or anything like that so nothing we'll let you we'll we'll <laughs> let you we'll let you sit on uh any of those things we don't need to get those out in the public but <laughs> anybody uh, want to hear that <laughs> <laughs> anyways we we did we do appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us justin uh is there anything that you kind of want to drop or say or where can people find you is there any last words? 
No, I'm just thankful. Appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, if you want to find the YouTube channel, it's Justin Jenkin Assorted Meats on YouTube. Uh, go check it out for more ridiculous fishing lures such as tampons and assorted meat. And uh, yeah, appreciate it, boys. It was uh, it was nice to be here. Yeah, it was Absolutely. nice nice meeting you and getting to chat with you. And thank you again for coming on. And if uh, you are looking for some uh, wiener boxers, head on over to his website. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely. <laughs> and you can I definitely guess, yeah. sna snag yourself a pair of those and maybe a hoodie and a hat. And... Yeah, well, I guess before, right. we, before we send outfit. it off, what all, what all do you got on there? Um, well, my, my buddy Cody, he's uh, I call him the bald wizard because he's been just whipping up all these ridiculous things like uh, we got a company down I think it's like South Carolina or something like that that makes these they, it's like this, uh, order on demand kind of thing or print on demand so he's been just whipping up yeah. all these different designs like wiener gitches and hoodies and hats and shirts and coffee mugs I don't know you have to check it out I don't even know what's all on there because it's all the bald <laughs> wizards work so uh so he's been he's been killing it with that stuff, and yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could remember all the stuff, but there's just a lot of a lot of stuff. Well, everyone listening will have to go check it out to see for themselves. I, have, I right. haven't seen the boxers yet, so I can can only imagine what I'm. I think see I have a look. I've a, I've a pair in my cart right now. Yeah, I think they're more of a gitchy than a boxer, though. To be fair. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm after. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate it uh, again and uh, definitely look forward to seeing more videos and content from you. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Take care. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I know Brandon and myself did. That was a really fun one to do. Awesome guy to talk to, as you, as you could tell from that interview. Um, we'll definitely have to have him on again kind of get maybe a little bit more technical about the lake trout fishing and whatnot because we, we really actually didn't get too much to the lake trout fishing itself and, and techniques and stuff, but definitely would be a good guy to to learn some tricks and tips from with basically, like you said, that being his main species that he's uh, he's targeting up there. But what did you think about it, Brandon? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. What a, like Just a great guy to chat with, and, and uh, we definitely enjoyed the conversation after we were done recording too. I mean, he's just... So easy to get along with and carry on a conversation. He did mention that he forgot to state his biggest walleye when uh, when we asked that question. So he wanted us to make sure everyone knew that his biggest walleye is a 29.9 inch walleye. <laughs> so close. <laughs> and that is that. So, But now he just chased his big mama lake trout. Uh, he definitely, you know, in the conversation afterwards, he definitely got into a little bit more details on on what some of his goals are, um, you know, when, once he got thinking about it with fishing, uh, we'll leave that for you guys to ponder on and, uh, definitely stay tuned to his YouTube channel. Uh, you can find him on YouTube, Justin Jenkins, assorted meats on Instagram, of course. And, um, yeah, follow his journey, watch his videos. They're, they're funny. And of course, uh, go check out his merch, buy yourself a pair of weenie, boxers and uh support the guy yeah they're more of a gitchy <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they're more of a gitchy yeah yeah and uh 
once again, just want to say how, how excited we were to be partnering with Blackfish Gear and, and the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Um, I think that's something that should be pretty interesting for the future and kind of teasing again that SAS Wildlife has, has some big things coming up in the woodworks here. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. But also like to mention uh, 13 Fishing here. Uh, you can have, head over to their website, get stocked up for your, your spring fishing, whatever that may be for. Um, you can use our code Weekend Warriors for 15% off anything on the 13 Fishing website. Um, I've still got a couple things to buy here. I'll probably be buying a new rigging setup. And when I say new, I didn't have one before, so it'll be the first time for me here. Um, probably <laughs> getting a casting rod as well. Uh, just some, some things to spend some money on, that's for sure. How about yourself? Yeah, I actually I got my, my heavy haul of gear. A uh, little choked about uh how much i ended up spending but i mean once you get going right you just keep adding you're like oh i could use that i could use this oh i should upgrade that and next thing you know your you know your cards uh double what you were initially budgeting but uh fishing's not cheap but it doesn't it doesn't need to be expensive either if you don't want it to be so definitely take advantage of that discount code if you are looking for anything new uh i am getting ready i just bought a couple new pike lures uh, a couple repel a couple uh savage gear and i'm kind of gearing up like i mentioned in the last episode i'm boatless right now i don't know if i'm gonna have a boat this year can't find anything half decent used um might have to really um you know get used to kayak fishing and, and see what can be done in saskatchewan on a kayak but uh yeah thank you everybody for tuning in we really appreciate all the support and uh stay tuned for the next one Thanks for tuning in to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your favorite listening platform so we can reach more anglers just like you. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for media updates and behind-the-scenes content.